It's time to get chiseled with Rob Hamadari. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chiseled. Why do we call it Chiseled? because we're all a work in progress. Thanks for being here today, everybody. I am your host, Rob Commodore. I'm the author of a book, Better Than You Think. And today I have a guest, I have a special guest on here today. Her name is Joelle Maurer from Santa Cruz County, California. How are you today, Joelle? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for, um, thanks for the invitation today, Rob. Well, I really appreciate you being here, and it's a courageous moment for you, as people will soon find out, and you're going to share something very, you're going to give people a gift today. You're going to give people a very special gift, and if they, please, I would ask everybody to listen to this whole show, because this is special. So, a few episodes ago, I had a woman on the show by the name of Karen Story talking about Toastmasters, and the gift she gave to people was the fact that she opened a Toastmasters club in prison. And she was helping mentor these these guys that were getting out of prison soon to become better communicators when they got out of prison so they could learn a few things, get a job, so on and so forth. And then an episode after that, one or two after that, I interview a gentleman who was part of that Toastmasters club who was in prison for 48 years for armed robbery and murder. And he got out and he changed his life in prison and he was chiseled. God chiseled him on his way and he was able to get out of jail. And now he's living a life and he's doing things for others. So today I bring Joelle Maurer here today. She's going to tell you a special story. She had a she had a tragic thing happen to her and her family in July 2012. And it took a lot of courage for her to forgive and give the gift of forgiveness to somebody else. But I think more importantly, I think she'll agree with me or tell or share this with you, but she gave it to herself. And she's going to give it to others here today. So I'll let Joelle tell you exactly what happened on July, uh, July of 2012 and how she was able to give people the gift of forgiveness and share that with us today. Thank you, Joelle. Oh boy, where to start. Um, so as Rob said, we had a tragedy in our family in 2012. Our son was murdered on that day um, by someone that he knew and um, and he was murdered by being shot. And there was a young woman with him at the same time who was also shot um, four times, once in the head, and she survived. And she is the hero um, as far as she was the one who was able to identify the person who shot her and killed our son. And he is now in prison, 64 years to life, um, for that crime. Now, there was, there was a lot that happened up in, before that. So I'll just start in the beginning with the forgiveness part. And, but before I say that, I just want to say that our son was an addict. And so my husband and I and our daughter had been chiseled <laughs> for many years before this happened and chiseled in ways that I think were preparing us for this as we look back. So um, my story is so much about faith and about God and his love for us and his mercy for us. Um, we got a call at three o'clock in the morning from one of the eight, from one of the neighbors. And she said, I don't know what's happening, but there are police cars, ambulance, fire trucks over at Dominic's shop where he lived and worked. Um, she said, I heard that someone was shot, but that's all I know. So for about 
45 minutes to maybe an hour and a half. We weren't able to speak to anybody and we just didn't know what was happening. Um, and I'm going to go back a little bit in that a friend of mine gave me a prayer card and the prayer card had a prayer on it for a chaplet um, called the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And it was- but When did she give you that card? Um, she gave me that card a couple of months before this happened. And I had never heard of that prayer before. I didn't know the promises that went with it. I didn't know how powerful it was. And when we got that phone call, I just started praying, just saying that prayer over and over and over again. And hey, go ahead. Joel, real quick, what, would they, what was it, the name? I know, I know, but for our listeners, what was the name of the prayer? It's called the Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, Divine Mercy, M-E-R-C-Y, Chaplet. Um, and then we got the phone call and I answered where the detective said, there's no easy way to tell you this, but your son has passed. And at that time, I just closed my eyes and I saw the words, pray for the person who did this. And... I did. I didn't even think about it. I just said a prayer for that person. And as soon as I was said that, I was able to have compassion and to forgive the person who did it. And, and that has saved my life. And I really believe saved the life of, um, of my, or saved my, my family, my marriage. Um, just, it, it's done so much for us because of because of that gift. Uh, I know that forgiveness doesn't always come immediate like immediately like that for everybody. So I felt like it was an incredible gift, and I believe that saying the prayer helped to prepare me again. So much preparation along the way, and so many gifts. Uh, God's just got His hand on us all the time, whether we know it or feel it or even believe it. We don't have to believe it for it to happen. So, um, but in that moment, in that moment, when that you got those words and you close your eyes, you were able to, as you use the words, have compassion and forgiveness for that person that quick. Yes. And that only was a gift of God. I mean, divine, that was divine. I don't have that kind of strength. That's not that's not human <laughs> that a mother, I, I agree. Able, yeah. but, you know, that a mother would be able to forgive the person who killed her son, you know, at, at that moment. And then fast forward to, um, to the, um, sentencing because we went through the preliminary trial, which was very, very painful. And the young woman testified, um, there were, recordings of conversations, jail conversations um, about how the young woman was considered collateral damage. And that, I mean, just very cold hearted type of type of conversations. Um, and, and there's, there's so much more I can, I can say. And all I can say is this person who killed our son was not well, obviously not in a good place, but also not acting as, um, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm losing my words. That's okay. In, in any case, he was, he was not someone that you would 
you know, invite home for dinner or right. anything like that at that point. I mean, he he shot our son and then shot this young lady and then left. She thought he was gone. So she started getting up because she wanted to save Dominic. She didn't know that he had already passed. And this person came back and hit her in the head with a gun and shot her again. So that's the kind of person that he was at that time. He's not that person now. And forgiveness should, had something to do with that. But right. I think when we had a previous conversation, you were telling me that you know he didn't, and if, if, correct me if I had this wrong, he didn't receive that forgiveness right away. He was a little hardened to it at first. I think you mentioned that. And it took a few conversations or a few attempts and prayer right. to get right. that to happen. So if you want to share a little bit of that. Well, well, at first he didn't, he didn't believe that I had forgiven him. Um, and going back to the sentencing after the preliminary trial and all of that, um, they had the sentencing, and when they when they did that, we as victims, my family, were able to um, speak to him as, and they call it an impact statement, to tell him how what he did had affected us. And um, I prayed the night before, and I the question I asked was, God, what do you want him to know? What do you want me to share with him? And besides other things about how my life had changed and, you know, and, and then a spiritual journey that I had been on, um, the message that came to me, and this is what I said to him, was, I believe that God is using me to tell you how much he loves you. And it was when I said that, that he cried. Um, and before that, he had been stone-faced, just sitting there, um, no emotion. And, and I read something recently that I, I wrote, I wrote a little note here and it's about mercy because speaking of divine mercy, forgiveness really is mercy and mercy is power. Mercy restores the person that, that the forgiveness is given to, to, a place of dignity. It lets them know that they are worthwhile. And, and I know that sometimes people who are forgiving are, are like, it's not about the person that they're forgiving. It's about them and the pain they're feeling. And they really don't care about what happens to that other person. Um, what I have found is that when I forgave that person, when I forgave him, that that also helped to heal me. So both of us won with that. And I told him, I said, you know, in, in the impact statement, I said, I can still close my, I can close my eyes and I can see you even in prison making a difference for other people. What you did before does not have to be who you are now or who you become because you have a choice. And he and I write letters to each other and he has come such a long way. Um, and I may go to see him after when we're able to, he sent me, a um, a letter or whatever permission to do that. Um, but he, the last letter he sent, he's training service dogs 
for, for people. Um, he's taking classes so he can become a counselor, so he can help people that are there in jail. Um, he's taking Bible classes, you know. He, he's, he's really transformed into the person that I said, that I gave him hope for. I said, you can make a difference. And he has said to me that he is doing these things to honor our family. Wow. You know, that and he's also stayed clean and sober while he's there. And that is to honor our family because um, you don't, it, they're, they're, they, people have access to drugs and all kinds of other things in prison. And he said that all of, all of that is, is because of, well, it wouldn't have happened if I wasn't able to forgive him. And so. And you were uh, open, you were open to be able to re to acknowledge or be aware of that gift that you were going to give to him. And maybe, maybe you didn't know it was a gift to yourself right away or did you? Um, I did because of the peace I felt. Okay. Because of the peace I felt, I, um, you know, God didn't take away any of the sadness. He didn't take away any of the missing. He didn't take away any of the pain, you know, that was still there. And he gave me every single thing I needed when I needed it, whether it was a person that came when we were, when um, I had a friend who was a um, victim's advocate and she sat with us during the preliminary hearing as you know, all the testimony came on. The, the prosecuting attorney shook my hand and told me her name. And she said, I want you to know that your friend called me and I am going to make sure that justice is done. You know, people, at the, the person at the mortuary turned out to be the husband of someone that I knew that I'd worked at church with. And he was there The the priest who said the memorial was also sent by God. And that's a whole nother long story. Uh, you know, every single step along the way, we were carried, we were taken care of, we were loved and really felt that. Um, my husband, uh, who had not been, and, and we're Catholic, and he had not been married, we've been married 44 years now, and we were married about 35 at that time, and um, I had prayed for him to join me in in my faith, in our in our faith journey, and he wasn't interested. When Dominic was killed, he converted and he said, if it wasn't for his faith, we would not be married. So he converted to Catholicism after he did. Dominic's he death. Did. But can I take well, it back real quick, Joel? So you made me think of two things here. Um, when you talked about the um, uh, the forgiveness of him and the forgiveness, giving it to yourself as a gift. And I read a book a while back by Wayne Dyer, uh, who he said, a giver in an act of kindness often receives more than the recipient themselves. And it made me think a, a giver in an act of forgiveness often receives more than the forgiving person themselves. And it made me think of that. And then the other thing it made me think of was Christ dying on the cross, you know, with mm -hmm. his last words, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah. And you being able to do that is just an incredible, incredible, incredible example of someone of faith, someone of courage, someone of strength and, and, and a great example for others to see or hear. And, and that's part of why you're here today to share that with you. And, and I was going to ask you to follow up with that. It was, and you started sharing it 
just read just a couple minutes ago, the how did that affect the relationship with you and your husband? You wanting to forgive and him maybe not want anything to do with it. And uh, that's if you want to share that. Sorry, my dog is right here next to my foot. Um, okay. My um, excuse me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, let me get my thoughts back again. Yes, my my that it's very high percentages where marriages do not stay together after something like this, you know. And the grief is complicated. The grief is complicated because they call it complicated grief because of the violence, because that it happened unexpectedly because of someone close to you, um, all of those kinds of things. And men and women grieve so differently. So we were, we were really in trouble or would have been in trouble. And he said that his, and, and then the idea of to lose our son and also, or my son and also my husband would have been, you know, really, really hard. So, so that gift, that gift was given. He said that he would have been so overwhelmed in his grief and also to see me in mine and he wouldn't have been able to fix it. He wouldn't have been able to take care of it. And he would have just left because so, he couldn't have, have dealt with it. So would you say in your act of forgiving Michael, did Ken, your husband, right? Ken, mm -hmm. he used that example to pull closer to you or to deepen the relationship you two had. We had to do some work for that. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. I get that. After, after the sentencing happened, um, you know, I just said, I said, we're so, we're living in the same house and we're so far apart. Um, can we go talk to someone before we get so far that we can't come back together? And we did. And that's when we learned about women and men, you know, grieving so differently and all of that. Um, one thing that I did want to mention, because I also speak or have been speaking to um, kids at the local high schools when, you know, we've been able to. And the people I go with are peace warriors. And these are people who have been in prison, people who have been in prison for murder, all of that. So I'm kind of the other side of the coin for that. But one of the things I wanted to mention is what forgiveness is and what it isn't, because so many people have a um, have an idea that it means that if you forgive someone, it means that you're saying what they did is okay. Or you're saying that it means you have to forget or that, um, that you have to, that you have to see that person again and speak to them again. Um, and, and I've got, and, or even have to, um, or pre pretending it didn't happen, um, or hiding or denying your feelings and, and forgiveness isn't any of that. And it's also not dependent on the other person being sorry. Forgiveness is all about us. It's all about how we feel inside. And that was one thing I also said to Michael Miller in the impact statement. I said, I am forgiving you, but I'm not forgiving you for you. I'm forgiving you for me. You've yeah. already taken my son. I'm not going to give you the rest of my life. I'm not going to give you the joy I have with my daughter and my grandchildren and the love I have with my husband. And, you know, 
helping other people. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you any of that. That's mine. And I'm going to hold it. And, and I'm choosing because it's such a choice. And you took a stand, you took a stand on that. And and, and you make me think of something else too. And and you mentioned it uh, when we talked uh, about a week or so ago. Uh, If, if you don't forgive or you don't have the courage to do so, then you have maybe anger festering inside and, There's a proverb that you you said. I'll, I'll let you share the proverb if you wish. And I said, if you don't, you're gonna have it with you. I have it with me. Oh, um, the Buddhist proverb. Yes, uh, yeah. So it's. That I know you're sense. Catholic. I'm Catholic, but we're gonna talk about a Buddhist proverb here. Yeah. <laughs> it's all uh, good. It's, uh, all good. And I also said this in the in the impact statement. I said I am not going to drink the poison and expect that you're gonna die. I I'm not gonna do that. So. Um, and the proverb okay. reads, anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yep. Yep. Right? And that's so. exactly, that's exactly what happens. So, so we, I said what forgiveness isn't, but I'd like to also say what it is. Sure. And, go ahead. And one of it is, um, first of all, <laughs> is knowing that there's always more to a, to a situation that meets the eye and that, I can go on and on about that, but just keep that in mind. Um, Separating the offense from the offender. Um, Peace that comes from releasing your ongoing anger and your blame. And it reinforces your personal power, just like mercy does. Mercy is power. And there's one more thing, if I can remember to go back to it, that I'd like to mention about that. It's something that you do in your heart, and it's not dependent on others. It's ceasing to expect others to be apologetic and remorseful. Whether they are apologetic or remorseful has nothing to do with you being able to forgive them. Like you it's said it's a choice. Of, you said yeah. it's a choice. God, I'm sorry, I cut yeah. you off there. It's an act that... Um, promotes physical, mental, and spiritual health. It's a way to establish balance and objectivity in your life. And here's one that I always put a star by. It's choosing to leave the judgment of God to others. We don't have to do that. That's a huge job is to try to think that we can judge someone else and what's going to happen to them and all of that. And, um, And if we can say, if you can say, take it off of your shoulder, say, okay, God, this is yours. I'm going to forgive this person because it will be good for me. And I hope it, but I don't have any control about what will happen to them. I hope that you will bless them and it will be a good experience for them. And I am choosing to move forward in my life and not be held hostage by everything that non-forgiveness has. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, that, that's huge. And was, I was going to elaborate on a couple of these points you made about what forgiveness is. But I, I just want to go off this, not the topic of this story a little bit, because we're talking about something like, I mean, major, traumatic, tragic. But there's sometimes, you know, people get worked up, offended, hurt over smaller events, and they can't forgive they can't, and they let that poison fester inside them because it's, you know, they, like they say, it's not the snake bite that kills, it's the poison inside that goes through your body is what's the killing or what's the killer. And so when we don't have forgiveness in our hearts, 
we we allow that snake bites poison to just just flow and flow through our hearts. And I, I like the one that says forgiveness is the peace that comes from releasing ongoing anger and blame because we're in a blame blaming society. Everybody wants to point fingers. It's his fault, that fault, who's for her for it, that fault, that person's fault, everybody else's fault. And nobody wants to take ownership of some things. But if even if it is somebody else's fault, if we just release it, it's the peace that comes from releasing the anger. Somebody does you wrong. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to me. I think it's okay to be mad initially, but you don't want to hold on to it. I I tell people, look, you know, if something goes wrong, have your pity party. Just don't stay there. Yes. Right. And I I love. I mean, this is just a major, major gift that you're giving everybody today of sharing forgiveness. So uh, you talk about it being a choice, and and then the, the, the biggest one, like you said, you always talk about, or you put a star next to, is choosing to leave the judgment of others to God. We always think we're the judge. We judge people all the time. You know, mm-hmm. we're not the judge. We're not the jury. We're not the executioners. You know, let, let God take care of that. So, um, I mean, I don't know if you want to shed a little more on the forgiveness piece there, or you want, you want to talk about that. Uh, the pr- I would like you to get into the prayer piece, that divine mercy. You said you'd like mm-hmm. to talk about that a little bit. And so, so if you would share, I, I, I'm going to I'll start it off here. You, you share with us, it's a prayer. But can you tell me a little bit or tell us a little bit about what that prayer entails? It is, um, it's a chaplet. And, and what does that mean when you say it's a chaplet? A chaplet, chaplet means it's, it's, a, it's a group of prayers that, that you say. And it's almost like a meditation. Um, and, what, and the meditation is about God's mercy. Now, there was the, the way that it was, was formed is there was a... Um, a Catholic nun, and this was in the 1930s. So this is pretty recently, which is one of the reasons I hadn't heard about it. Um, St. Faustina, if anyone ever wants to look her up and get the details. Um, and Jesus appeared to her. And it had this had to do with Poland. Poland was in big trouble. And she saw an angel up there ready to destroy and she said, this is very mystical, very, so I, I know, I don't know if some people will have, um, you know, kind of a hard time grasping it. Uh, and it's, it is what it is. So that's so, a choice, right? That's their choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she saw that and he, and because Jesus appeared to her and he gave her, and she said that interiorly, she heard these words and she started praying them. And with these words, the angel was helpless. The angel was helpless to destroy that country. Um, and so, and, and one of the promises that comes with it is if we, this is one of the great gifts, as I said, that I was taken care of through this whole time. If we are able to say this chaplet either at, well, at the bedside, which I was not physically with our son, and yet, you know, at this at the hour of his death, I was saying this prayer for him. Um, Jesus promises that he will stand as divine mercy, because there's a Trinity: God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He will stand as divine mercy be- between that soul at the hour of their death and the judgment, and God as a just God. So, so that's, I mean, that's to me was so 
incredible that as a mother, I was able to pray that powerful prayer for my son at the hour of his death. And that was all orchestrated <laughs> because I didn't have that card. I didn't know anything about it until my friend gave it to me. Two months prior. Yes. And, and that's, that's just amazing in and of itself. So you got a gift that you didn't realize was a gift until right. after it became a gift, if that makes right. sense. Right. And so, uh, yeah, we only have a few minutes left here, Joel. And I, I just really appreciate uh, all you're sharing with us. And there's a lot, we could talk about forgiveness forever, but I, before we wrap up, I just, I feel like when we talk about forgiveness and you talk about that peace piece that comes from releasing, it's another way of saying, letting go, just letting go. <laughs> And I think so many of us want to hold tight and we want to, you know, if somebody wrongs us, well, I remember 13 years ago when you said this to me and, and you hurt my feelings and I got to hold that against you for all this time. I mean, that's just, it's so crazy to let that poison fester inside of you for so long. And you are such a courageous, beautiful person to be able to come on here and share the story because you got to relive it. Every time you share it, you're reliving it. And I know there's emotion there. You showed it already. And I know there's pain there, but there's also love. Mm -hmm. And and I think forgiveness is a way to love. Would you agree with that? Oh, ab absolutely. In fact, I don't. I just read something recently that um, that we can forgiveness is part of love. That if we say some to someone we love you, it also means that we will forgive them. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and that's what God does for us too. So, um, so that's absolutely. the unconditional love I would imagine. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, and I do want to say that I know my story is very unusual. It, it's not how it usually happens with most people. And you mentioned Rob about the small things. I'll tell you what, I have a hard time with the small things in my life. Um, you know, my husband does something to make me angry or somebody, you know, whatever. I have trouble with that. I was able to forgive the person who killed my son. And sometimes, you know, my husband does something. I'm like, oh, so so I have to say that it is a process. It we it's it's a choice and it's a process. It doesn't often happen like that, like no. it did for me. And so, so I would just like to encourage people if that is what they want to do is to forgive is just, just keep asking, say, God, help me, help me, help me to do this because we can do all things through him, you know, and it takes and, courage and it takes strength, correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and it takes surrender. It Love takes surrender, word. you know, to just say, okay, I'm, surrendering um my anger that i can't seem to let go of you know that's binding me yeah. um, please please take it please take it away and and then you know and just keep what do they say fake it till you make it you know that that's <laughs> part of that's part of it too you know every day just just do your best and um again you know it my my ability to forgive was a gift. It really wasn't about me at all. I did choose to say the prayer when it was asked of me. Um, but you were I, open to receive. You were open to receive that. Yes, yes. And I did tell Michael Miller, I said, you know, I was praying for you before I even knew who you were. And and that is, oh, that's one thing I wanted to share. Do I have a, just a couple yeah, seconds? Go, go, go. Okay, so... I read a story about the um, 
uh, what was it that one of I just one of the most prolific serial killers that they have that, that was out there and people he killed so many people and families after family came up and were telling him how much they hated him and all of that and he just stood there with these stony or sat there with these stony eyes and that people saw him more as an animal than a person because of everything that he had done and no sign of remorse and then one person from one family came up and said i forgive you. I forgive you for killing. It was his 16 year old daughter. And I, I forgive you for doing that. And what it did is, um, see by not forgiving him and by hating them, they gave him the control. They gave him the control of what was going on, but by forgiving him and mercy is the operative word here they um I, wait i'm sorry i wanted i want to make sure i do i say this it's right it's okay the, you're fine the relatives of the victims could only tell him how he made them feel okay which gave him the control and and the power but they couldn't make him feel anything until the forgiveness of mercy took the power away because they told him how they felt he didn't care how they felt but when someone forgave him, he could feel how he felt. That's powerful. And that's when it took them. That's when the mercy and the forgiveness took his power away. And that's when he cried. And that was exactly what happened in the case with Michael Miller. He was stone faced. I think I mentioned until yes. I said to him, I forgive you. And God is using me to tell you how much he loves you. And that is when he cried. Mm. Powerful way to pretty much bring this to a wrap here, but thank you for sharing that. It's, it's just, it's so awesome to be able to share that example and know that when we forgive, we take power away from the person who did it wrong, did us wrong. And we take the power and we take ownership of that love and that forgiveness for others. Um, I, I, got, I asked everybody this question before I, before we close the show, I, I, I'm going to ask you, Joelle, you still need to be chiseled in your life. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, the answer is a definite yes. And not only do I need to, I want to, I oh, want to love that. Love that. I want to be chiseled every single day so I can be a better person. So I, so the experience that we had and the, the challenges that we've gone through, the pain that we've experienced, we really have been able to help other people um, who have gone through similar things, either because their kids were addicts or because they were, they were killed or, you know, somehow our journey has been able to heal others. And that's been the, probably one of the greatest gifts. That's the gift you've given. So, Joelle, thank you so much for sharing it with us today. I mean, like I said, courage, strength, power, love, all these surrender, all these gifts you've given us to share with us today. And hopefully others will use you as an example, your story as an example for them to be to be better, to work harder at surrendering and forgiving others. And, and I love you. I love you. And I appreciate you coming on here. And uh, until next time, everybody. Oh, before I do that, I got to I got to tell people if they want to get a hold of you, Joelle, how did they get a hold of you? I would love for people to get a hold of me, especially if they want to know more about the Divine Mercy Chaplet and its power and how it can work 
in your lives and for other people. Um, my phone number is 831, it's in Santa Cruz County, California, 831-818-3878. And my email is jm, as in Mary, O-W-E-R, at David Ling, L-Y-N-G.com. Joelle, thank you. So I almost, almost got off the show before we got that information out there. I would, I would have made it happen, though. But anyway, thank you for all that. And I hope anybody has a question or is struggling with forgiveness will reach out to you. So until next time, everybody, let's go get chiseled. Thanks, everybody. Please call me. Please. You just got chiseled with Rock on Be sure to like this podcast, share it with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Also, you can find Rob's book on Amazon, Better Than You Think.